Hey, um, how are you? I'm good. What's news? I've been on a four-mile walk this morning. Four? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there are many dogs who are suffering symptoms of depression. These are pandemic dogs. Because they're, dogs because they're no longer being walked. Well, they're no longer being doted upon because people have gone back to work. So Bob was reading the 10 signs your dog might have depression. <laughs> um, and the first sign is listlessness and we were like mm, okay no maybe maybe this he maybe he's hiding some of his depression unwillingness to eat Jeffrey? okay yeah yeah but he's just, not you know, a pandemic important. dog no he's not a pandemic dog but he still lived through two years of the pandemic and we were wondering if he had had any <laughs> negative impact as a result <laughs> clearly safe to say that he does not have any of the symptoms of a depressed dog <laughs> But one of the strategies it said for helping your dog out of its depression was once a week to go on a sniffari. And the Hang on, what, what website is this? This is not that. Oh, what's that? Think... What's that play? That what's? It's not that Guardian thing you read, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hang on, about Bob. Where were you reading the thing about the dog? <laughs> oh yeah, it was the Guardian. <laughs> Anyway, it, reeks, it said it positively reeks of the Guardian. It said once a week treat your dog to a sniffari, and Bob thought, <laughs> as one would, what's a sniffari? And apparently, it is where you allow your dog to choose the route of its walk. To which Bob said, "That's called a walk in our house." Yeah, I don't think it's that Jeffrey always chooses his route, and this morning he took me on a four-mile walk. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. So, you know that historically we weren't interested in feedback. But in recent months, we have become excessively interested in feedback. And uh, Mandy and Sue were feeding back that they agreed with Simon that the term ubiquitous was not something they wanted to apply to them. Ah, so this is because in last week's episode, you referred to them as the ubiquitous Mandy and Sue. These are, and to everyone else, it's all the other seven of you listening, the, Mandy and Sue are... <laughs> They are our number one listeners. Um, I'm not sure. I just want to say, this is not necessarily something that has to be their crown. If you want to vie for that title, uh, folks, in Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, they they are the self-described. What did you? What did they? How did they? What did they describe themselves as? Oh. I, I don't have the email in front of me. <laughs> me either. But I think queens, goddesses, goddesses of the world, something like that. Is very. <laughs> It was. I thought it was appropriate, apt, and apposite. But yes, I you did describe them as ubiquitous, which I thought was yeah. given. How can someone be number one and ubiquitous? Doesn't make I sense know, to I me. Real, no, you're right, and I, I've reflected upon my use of language, and I feel I feel that I've been br- brought up short. I'm I'm sorry. What I've been like called out, like haven't to, you? I'd like did to. They, yeah, are they going to try? Like they're going to try and cancel you next time. That's fine because what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to wish you an apology right now, and I would like to 
wholeheartedly you know how- and unreservedly <laughs> apologise for the pain that I have caused any of our listeners. This is not hedging. This is not couched in any other language than I am sorry. I did something wrong and that caused distress. Nice. There you go. That was that was much better than the last time you apologised to Mandy and Sue. Much, much better. <laughs> I've had practice. Yeah, the last time you were grovelling around, there were lots of conditional clauses. There were... yeah, no. <laughs> I did something inappropriate. Borderline offensive. I am sorry for my actions. I sound shoutier than I mean. Sound, sound I am awful, sorry. Sound very similar to our prime minister. The way he, uh, no. Oh, that is cruel. Sorry, and I'm sorry. Punishment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like a bloviating uh, rotten fish. I'm sorry if I caused shore. any offence just then. You did, but I forgive you. I'm not going to cancel you. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to roll over it and go. I recognise it was said in jest. And sometimes your jokes don't land well because you have a cloth ear for comedy. <laughs> it's like being tone deaf, only you joke deaf. <laughs> I'm sorry for the offence I caused, Simon. I realise I went too far just then. I find you to be delightful and hilarious. Your sense of humour is spot on. <laughs> so now you're just a lying squeamish prick, aren't you? <laughs> what do you want to be? A squeamish prick. Yeah, lying squeamish prick. I'm just that's just a mental image. <laughs> I'm struggling. Well, I did have a cloth ear. I do have a cloth ear for comedy, so I might have got some metaphors mixed up in there. But I, I, no, but I like it. I, metaphors, you know, that's what they're made for. To be they're made to be mangled. They're made to be mangled. Mixed. Metaphors made to be mangled and mixed. That's a great tagline catchphrase. <sighs> We've started really well. We have started on a really um, poor note, but thanks, uh, thanks everyone for all your feedback. Yeah, we've we've had quite a bit, haven't we, of late? Yeah, we're going to have to have to might have to delete the email address off the uh, show notes soon. <laughs> Info at midlifing.net. I got a bit of grief from my uh, sister the other day. Did you? She said, "Oh, so you've gone and effectively you've you, so now you're on social media as a in a kind of ruse through uh, through Instagram." And um, I was going, but, but, but no, no, but, 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 Lee, 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 like that. That was pretty mm. much how the conversation went. So, yeah. Mm. So you're all for like not being on social media, except you're on social media. So what, what happened there? What, uh, what, what went on there that means we now, we, meaning midlife, is now mm-hmm. on Instagram? You said, Lee, start an Instagram account so that more people will see how it works. Did, and I, I, said, did okay. I really say that? Pretty much. I thought. I think it. <laughs> I. I mean, I don't want to I sound like one of those it. people, but I have the receipts. I can read the text messages back to you. What happened was, we were talking about the increase in our listenership, and we were excited by this. And you said you wanted to get to a certain number per episode, and I increased right. that number tenfold and said what if we were to get to this number per episode and you said we need an instagram account i did not <laughs> are you fully sure you don't want me to bring up the text message <laughs> did i really you... say we need an instagram account well simon 
Okay, so this is what you said. Last Sunday at two minutes past eight o'clock, we were trying to decide how we might increase our listenership. I suggested we would have a crossover with another podcast about midlifing, about people in their middle years. And I found us three, four different shows about being middle-aged, three hosted by women, one hosted by by men. The men we ruled out immediately because it was basically rampantly sexist, misogynistic and upsetting. So that was like, mm, hard pass. And then we listened to two or three female-fronted. And you said, started listening to the Midlife Feast and couldn't do it. So, so podcast by numbers. Did make me wonder about an Instagram account, though. Each week, an image preview and a quote of the next episode. Not much effort, any potential payback. Now, if I've misread that and it wasn't Simon saying, Lee, start an Instagram account, please unpack for me how I got that wrong. Uh, So I can't find that text anywhere. Well, I really did say that, didn't I? Yeah, you really did say that. Yeah, you didn't exactly go... No. You didn't go, are you sure, Simon? You've got pretty well, strong no, feelings about Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and those and social media in general. You went, I think we should do it. I'll set that up now. <laughs> Let's start pushing this. It's good. X. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the reticence. <laughs> hey, hey, I've never, I have never subscribed to hiding one's light under a bushel. No. So I'm not going to start now. So yes, we've, um, we have indeed, we have an Instagram account. It's Midlifing Pod, and I take full responsibility for this, uh, this mess. Um, We're Insta official. And uh, I will not be looking at it, just in case people uh, are wondering. <laughs> Although I did get an email from Instagram saying... Are you logged on in London right now? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not logged on in London. And, midlifing listeners, Simon was very clear that I had to be the one who would lead on the Instagram because he was not going to look at it. And I was like, fine, that's not a problem. So I had to text and go, uh, have you logged on? Because otherwise we've been hacked. He's like, yeah, I just couldn't resist. Could you, uh, could you change the password and not tell me, though? That would be great. I can, I can absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it will be, Simon, stop looking now. <laughs> Underscore. <laughs> Underscore. Susan was right. <laughs> so, yes, we have created a uh, Instagram phenomenon with at least 70 followers. Um, it's uh, The internet was creaking the other night uh, when it all began. I, I think we nearly shut it down. Terrifying. So tell me, have we had any other, have you had any other bits of uh, feedback from, from last week or recent episodes? Because I, I had some dick responses, but they can wait. <laughs> Well, we had we had some ser- a serious one, which I think is important. Um, mm. And so this is from not last week's episode. That would have been seventy one, I think, the week before last. Seventy one. You're right. God, that's twice. Don't you just, that's twice. That's twice in an episode. <laughs> let's let, let's hope this isn't going to become a habit of me being right. I'm um, yeah horrified. Uh, so this is this is from Helen. Helen Newell. We checked with Helen. It was okay to um, to mention her name. Mention her name. Uh, dear Simon, lovely hair and Lee, lovely voice. Um, I did uh, respond to Helen as uh, much love from hair and voice, which would have been a great name for the podcast. But no, we're stuck with midlife. <laughs> she gives us some Fair feedback, which is extremely um, excellent feedback. Uh, this is. Uh, should I just read this? Do you think it's the best way to yeah, do it? Yeah, I think that's probably the best way to yeah. do it. So what prompts me to write is the episode about suicide. So this is episode uh, 71. 
For various reasons, I couldn't listen straight away. But I did listen, and it was a superb discussion. More people need to listen to this and this kind of thing and talk about what is still very much an extremely difficult thing to talk about. She said, I would add only one thing. We shouldn't be afraid to talk to people we suspect are thinking of ending their lives. Perhaps they've gone beyond asking for help, which is what effectively the, the sort of the focus of our conversation was about. What does it take to ask for help? Yeah. Perhaps they, here I'm back at Helen's writing, perhaps they need someone to start the conversation for them. So when we ask, are you all right, and we hear fine, the conversation shouldn't end there. This is a difficult conversation. I've had it with people I know, but I'm certainly no expert at any of this. So here's a link that might help some people. And that link um, is from a website called rethink.org, and it will be in the show notes. Uh, so thank you, Helen. I, I don't know what else to... I don't think there's anything to add, except I, I just think that that the kind of clarity that it can't stop with um, the possibility that someone can't express or uh, if, if someone can't ask for help, then it needs to go way beyond that in terms of what what people's, what our responsibilities are. So I really appreciated that uh, from Helen. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. It doesn't really require us to do any more talking about it because as Helen said in her email we're not qualified in this. I like that idea of not stopping with hearing somebody saying, I'm fine. And thanks for the link, yeah. Helen. Thanks so much, Helen. So that's all I've, uh, that's all I've got in terms of um, follow-up. Actually, I think I should check. No, that, I think that's pretty much uh, uh, all I've got. Uh... So I got some... Um... Did you get dick feedback? I got dick feedback. It's a I really feedback. tough transition, that one, isn't it? <laughs> it is a really tough transition. But I suppose it's like it's um, it's situation normal for midlife in because we do veer between the the topics that emerge in our life for a variety of reasons in a variety of moments. But by the way, but just before you go on with the Oops. hello, hello, sorry, I just dropped something. Carry before on. Before you go on with the dick feedback, has um. Has your mum got into Bridgerton series uh, series two yet? I haven't spoken to her uh, since it dropped yesterday. So um, <laughs> do you think I she's had a long she's... night? <laughs> <laughs> her eyeballs, her eyeballs are sort of. <laughs> I don't know. She's. Um, I think she might have come out of the other side of her Netflix addiction. Oh, I see. So I was talking to her. We we spent some time with her not long ago, and I said, "Oh, and how's Netflix going?" She said, "Oh, I've not switched it on recently. I've been reading books. I like switched oh. it on." <laughs> ah, so there you go. So she's been reading books of late. Mm. Um, don't know what books, but she's been reading books. There Great. You go. Okay, so maybe yeah. not. Maybe she, I wonder if it'll draw her back in. It might do. Mm. It might mm -mm -mm. do. Anyway, let's, so, uh, as they say, circle back to dicks. Yeah, so this the this is this is from um, long time listener, first time caller, hmm. um, and she is one half of a married couple. So this is Terry and James. Um, I haven't asked their permission to use their names, but there will be a follow up text after this, and either there will be a big dead spot where I don't I think don't I know them. About. I don't think I know them. I don't think you do know them. I do. Hi, uh, uh, just, uh, just to make it harder for Lee's edit. Hi, Terry and James. Lovely to... Oh, no, uh, it, it won't make it hard because if I haven't got their permission, I will simply cut this entire section out. <laughs> Fear not. So um, 
obviously the average size conversation, which originated from the podcast, to which I was like, episode 72. Congrats. Episode 72. To which I was like, congrats, James. I'd say you're above average. Hand clapping emoji. But then I was like, although being neutro spicy, I have no concept of time, space or size. Being so maybe what? I should congr- Neutro spicy. I don't know. These are millennials. I don't know what words they are using. Um, it might. She might have been trying to type ultra spicy and it just came out wrong. <laughs> but even then, what's ultra spicy? I mean, I want to know what ultra- spicy is first before I even get well, to ultra. Spicy is like... Spicy would be like being cheeky. Oh. You know, like, or shady, I guess would be another word. Right. Anyway, so then I was be, although being spicy, I have no concept of time, space, or size. So maybe I shouldn't congratulate you too soon. I wanted a tape measure, she says, only to see what five to six inches was, not to measure James's dick. But the tape measure was upstairs. So instead, it was just kind of lifting up random objects around the living room while reading Google and going, holding them up to James saying, Is it this one? Is it this one? And then she said, Google then started to throw up some stuff about the average girth. And then what followed was a hysterical conversation, which is frankly too much information for you. Oh, so there's like, sorry, Terry and James, there's a line that you shouldn't cross in terms of too much information? I I was... I, I did respond and I said, it's interesting because you that, that idea of, of congratulating James... Um, and it's like, but, but, but for what? What's the congratulations? And then we we had a, a more a more measured and serious conversation. About, yeah, <laughs> what exactly? What exactly? I'm are we sorry. Congratulating I'm him just. For? You're so clever. You're, you had a more measured conversation. <laughs> I have such a puerile sense of humour. I really do. It's embarrassing. And <laughs> <So> that. <laughs> I am embarrassed for myself, just to be clear, at how pure all my sense of humour is. <laughs> then we talked about, you know, being a grower or a shower, and the idea that being... <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't know the... Oh, you must know the concept of a being a grower or a shower. I have no idea. Okay, so a shower is somebody who has a penis which is which is large to look at. Oh, when flaccid. But when it be, when when flaccid, and then when it becomes erect, it, is, it simply the same stands size. up. Yeah. Whereas somebody who is a shower has a smaller penis, which no then a grower. expands. A grower. A grower. Exactly. Yeah. Shower or grower. Anyway, so then then Terry was Terry was saying like, yeah, what's this thing about a shower or a grower? Like. Like, don't worry, I'm a grower, not a shower, but it's still going to come for you. And so, still yeah, we what? had to come for you. As in, oh, that was probably not the best choice of words. Oh, I have a feeling that this entire moment needs to be excised and replaced with a conversation about how yesterday Bob and I started gardening because spring has sprung. Also, um, uh, my niece Ruby long-time listener. Actually, I'm not sure she does. But uh, she said, you know, Simon, it's not really about midlifing, isn't it? She said it's really just two mid- middle-aged people talking about stuff. <laughs> I said, yeah. That's, yeah. that's fair. She's right. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah like sorry. the midlife, so- like those podcasts you sent to me, where a lot of them were about, you know, advice for people in midlife. Oh yes, like what to deal, how to deal with empty nest syndrome. Yes, which we're going to cover next week, uh, <laughs> because both of us have had very full nests, and they're now empty. 
Hey, we had our first face-to-face Portuguese lesson in England yesterday. Face-to-face? Yeah. With the same we teacher you've found... been learning from? No. A new no, teacher? Yeah, in Totnes. we have in Totnes. I was walking Jeff. Jeff took me on a sniffari yesterday. Unsurprisingly, because Jeff being um, apparently the most entitled dog on the planet, Jeff took me on a very particular walk yesterday, which was effectively the reverse of a walk that we that he would usually take me on. Wait, so you know when you come out of the of that the second door, well, effectively the yeah. third door, the, the, as you walk, the door onto the high street. Yeah, the door onto mm-hmm. the high street. Do you, mm-hmm. Is there anything in your body which indicates or when you go on a sniffari with Jeff? Mm-hmm. Is there any? Anything in your body which indicates which direction to go? No, Jeffrey is the first one out of the door. And he, t- he decides. So he, he goes in a direction. And he so tends to go down is, the hill, surely. He te- well, he tends to go down the hill, but not always. Sometimes he'll go out of the door and then sit. And if he sits, that means he wants to cross the road. Mm. So not not because he's road. thinking and deciding. No, I, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yesterday he sat down and we crossed the road and that meant that the route that we went on eventually took us to the bottom of town and we came up the hill. Yeah, yeah. And because I came up the hill, I walked past a notice board I don't usually go past and I saw a sign for a native Portuguese speaker giving lessons in Totnes. Incredible. And I sent a text message and she came round for a lesson last night. And what was it like? Were you nervous? I was beside myself beforehand. Did you vacuum? Do you need me to answer that question? I think uh, all our listeners would know the answer to that question. Yes, Lee. I, I vacuumed. Of course, you vacuumed. What I a stupid question, bathroom. Simon. Apologise for that right now. I'm sorry I if I caused any offence. Uh, I cleaned the windows, Simon. <laughs> Did you, as you were doing that, were you um, going through all the nouns in Portuguese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Finista. I was trying to conjugate. Um, I wasn't doing any of those things. I was. So yeah, that was. So you uh, nervous? A throwaway thing. Oh, yeah, super nervous. And did it yeah. start I in mean, English and then shift into Portuguese? It it sort of it bounced around all over the place because she wanted to get a sense of what we were interested in. Did you say critical race theory with a Port- Portuguese accent? <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> oh. You're not going to rise to that. The thing is, Simon, when I'm in Portugal, I'm a very different person. It's so, so interesting. And I I think... um, Okay, I was talking with... I was talking about this with a friend at work. You notice I say a friend at work and not a frolly. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Great. Well done. Well, that's okay, because this is actually a friend at work. So, there you go. Mm. Um, of which I have, I would say I have made three friends. Do you want to, quite, do you want to name them? Uh, <laughs> no, but one of them knows who she is because she listens. One of them doesn't listen but might start, and one of them will never listen. <laughs> well, I want to know why that one person will never listen. Oh, because I think podcasts have sensibly beneath her. She's got other things to do. She likes to play on her Xbox and kill things. Oh. Or is it a PlayStation? Oh, okay. So remember. she's a young person. No, she's your age. You know gamers come in all shapes and sizes and ages. Yeah. People on Xbox is killing things. I don't think of them as people in their 50s. And yet they are. Do you think of them as female? Uh, no. I think of them there as sweaty 
post-adolescent men in caves, in man caves, uh, with massive screens and pizza boxes. I'm getting a sense that there is a little bit of judgment attached to that observation, Simon. Do you want to unpack that? <laughs> no, I want you to go back to your Portuguese lesson and why you didn't want to talk about critical race theory. <laughs> oh, I was saying this to a friend, to, to, <laughs> to, to my friend, yeah. to, my, to, the, to the gaming person, actually. Um, <laughs> and that is, I, as this country seems to continue to slide inexorably to the, to, to, towards the, the, the toilet... Um, let me rephrase that. That just, oh God, that came out. It was great. You were great. You inexorably, you were spot on. And then it was the toilet bit that, uh, let you down. Yeah, I think, I think what, yeah. Abyss, abyss. Well, no, it's, I don't even mean that. What I mean is, because I don't think it's the country. I don't think it's the people in the country. I think that there is, and I've, I've said this before, there is a broken electoral system that allows a particular, a, a particular, um, breed of politician to remain in control um unchecked. worryingly so unchecked yeah, yeah. Exactly. i mean that's just two party political systems uh, democ- yeah, democratic exactly. systems are a little yeah. a little bit uh, shy of being but also yeah two party is not great but first past the post in a two party context is i meant first pa- almost effectively they're the same uh, yes you're right sorry i did mean first past the post but uh, they're effectively yeah. well, they sort of they go hand in hand really they do go hand in hand, but I think if we didn't have first past the post, yeah, anyway, we probably we don't need to get into um, into electoral um, reform right now. Guess what? That's probably above our pay grade. Um, uh, it hasn't stopped you in the past. Stops me every week. Not you. I'm, wow! I'm so sorry. It's so not true. You're, you are neutro spicy today. I'm a, Simon. I'm What's a, going I am on? Ultra spicy. You today. are ultra. You are ultra neutro spicy. Neutro. I don't know what is going <laughs> on. Neutro spicy. <laughs> it's going. I can't wait to use that word at work this week. I want you to go I'm in a meeting. Go into mm, a this meeting's meeting. got a little neutro spicy. Neutro spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And if you can also throw in, oh, you're being low-key shitty to me. Low-key right shitty, I, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then I would be like, oh, Simon, you are officially 22. So I'm um, sorry. Yes, it was. it's uncalled for, and um, I do apologize if... <coughs> yeah, yeah, of course you do. Anyway. 